0: We are learning that on are starting right from the bottom of Kof Hamzayim Beis, where the Mishnah had said Imachzer Nesar Shever that you're not allowed to set a broken bone on Shabbos. Presumably, the idea is it's an issur You're making healing on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do that. So the Gemara says Amar Machana Beidat said in the name of Shmuel that that's not the way we rule. Actually, the halacha is Machzer Nesar You're allowed, in fact, to set a broken bone. Why are you allowed to set a broken bone? So we have a principle. That's a sarkana that a person might lose an entire limb. You could be Machal Shabbos, even though it doesn't even sound like sarkana is in the regular classical sense, but a sakana to the entire Eber is mutter. So we're saying that potentially a broken bone can lead to that. So therefore, it's mutter, in fact, uh, to, to, to set the broken bone ah, on no, Shabbos. Continues, the like, G'mah, Rabah equal Eklah, Pompadis, Rabah usually in Acts of came to Pompadis, although all the to Rabbi Yehuda, he was there. He didn't go to the special shir of Rabbi Yehuda, who was the Rashiva in Pompadisah. So Shadu Laada So Rav Yudeau wanted him. He wanted him to come. So Rav Yudeau sent Ada his Shamish to Rabbi Rahana. Hanamal He said to him, "Go steal his cloak. Like make like a uh, confiscate it. Take it away until until that will get him to entice him to come." So Azal Gavri. So this is what happened. So the Shamish goes. He takes away the cloak. Also Ashka, to Kadar Sheimaksin Rabbi Baruch comes to the Shear, and Rav Yudeau was was teaching in the Shir this halacha. Of the Mishnah, that you're, not, you're not allowed to set a broken bone on Shabbos. Amale, Rabbi Hanah heard this. He said to Rabbi Yudah, What do you mean? Actually, Allah has said, you're allowed to set a broken bone. So Amale, Rebbe Yudah said, Ah, Hanah Didan, Rashmul Didan. The Hanah is by us, Shmul is by us, meaning all in, in Baba. And until you came from Eretz Israel and told me what they said, I never heard it. Meaning, it's ironic, but the person from Ertezel is telling us in Baba what the Babylonians say. So So, it's a good thing that I had here that I stole your cloak, because otherwise we wouldn't have come to the Shir, and we wouldn't have become aware of this great halacha. So it's a good thing that we stole your cloak, and you came to the Shir, and became aware of this halacha, that actually the halacha is that you could set a broken bone on shahaz. Then we learned in the next part of the mission, Mishnevi of the person's foot hand to the foot was dislocated so it says you can't like rub cold water on it as like a form of massage that's clearly that it's refuel but you're allowed to just soak it in hot water and if it gets filled it gets healed it gets healed so it was once in front of Rav Yosef so it was Shabbos Rav Adi's hand became, became dislocated so he was trying to figure out what can you do on Shabbos for a dislocated hand not broken but dislocation so on my leg he was trying to he, he like tried to say says, to give different like Ways of 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 curing this, he said. Hachamai, if I do this, is this okay? Aser. Rabbi Yehoshu said it's aser. Hachamai, he, he tried something else. He said, if I do this, what's well, the alafah? Amalei aser. Ken. Rabbi said it's aser. Ad meanwhile, Meanwhile, iftaqilate. Somehow, in doing all these different things, Yeravbi's hand was healed. So, Amalei. Rabbi Yehoshu said to him, Maati ba'ilach. What was your question? Well, like what what b'chlows your havemina that you think that to do any such uh, healing, a healing on the dislocated hand This mother, How we learn in the mission? How mission have the other raglo? It says a person's hand or foot was dislocated. You're not allowed to give the, the cold water, like massage on the cold water. You're not allowed. The only thing you can do is bathe regularly. If it gets healed, it gets healed. So we see that clearly it's not dislocation in the hand and the foot. is not something you can do specific refus for. The only thing you can do is, is, is bathe regularly. If it gets healed, it gets healed. But you can't do any specific therapies for it. So what, 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 what was your question? What were you trying to even introduce that you could do different things? I believe you said, below Tanan, but I I wasn't so moved by the Mishnah because there was something else that said in the Mishnah in you can't set a broken bone and yet, that we don't bask in like the Mishnah, even though the Mishnah said you're not allowed to set the broken bone, but Shmuel actually says that you could set it so, the same way that there was part of the Mishnah that we had to be magia, that we had to switch, that even though the simple text in the Mishnah said that way, but that's actually not the halacha. So, so, so maybe this is also like that. Maybe this dislocation in the hand or arm, even though the Mishnah said that you can't do anything about it, maybe really you could. Some um, of the days, Rabbi Yusuf said back, I don't understand. But you think that, that all of these things are woven together. It's an expression meaning just because we had an issue with one part of the Mishnah doesn't mean that we should look differently at the other part of the Mishnah. No shaykh, it was said, it was said. It was said where well, it wasn't said, it wasn't said. So it was said that you could set a bone, and we treat that as being sakana zayvor alchad, not like the simple reading of the Mishnah that it's forbidden. But in regard to the other situation with the dislocation of the of the hand or the foot, we shouldn't necessarily compare it. And if the Mishnah says that it's forbidden to do any sort of uh, refu offered on Shabbos, then that's the halacha. So what were you even clearing? He was like upset. because it was, was upset for all these questions about the dislocated hand or foot, whether or not they are matzah. Okay, so now we talk about the new parak sho'al, The parak, shol. And parak shol is about doing all sorts of business on Shabbos. So there's an isra of doing business on Shabbos, right? There's an Israel from the Pasuk so, Daber. So you're not allowed to do anything that's that's business related. And the basic idea is that also it relates to ksiva, it relates that a person might come to, re, to write, as we will learn right now in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, a person is allowed to borrow from his friend, There are a lot of borrow. Pictures of wine and pictures of oil—it's not a problem. That's not considered to be a business transaction. I'm simply borrowing these household, these these, these, these food items—the pictures of wine and oil But you can't say the word lend me. If you say the word halvini, that's a problem. So then, um, so then, then then, then that considered to be a business transaction, as we'll see in the gemara. It's the same thing. A woman can borrow loaves of bread from her friend as long as she doesn't say the the word halvini. As long as she says. And these are like different terms, they're going to see like synonyms that will come crystallized when we learn the Gemara. But me is different than borrow. If I say Shoel, that's different than Hava." And we'll see pre- precisely what the difference is. So I could ask for Shaila, but I can't ask for Havah. But what do I do if it's Shabbos and the lender doesn't trust him? The borrower could leave his cloak, he could leave a collateral there. As long as he doesn't say, you know, black or white, this is collateral, as long as he just leaves it there, that's not a problem. Boosimah of Shabbos, you can make a Cheshman after Shabbos, they can figure out exactly what the amount is that is owed, but there's no speaking of such things on Shabbos. You just do the borrowing, he gives the collateral, and that's it. another example where a person can do this on Shabbos. Let's say it's Pesach, and obviously the big mitzvah of the day is to bring a carbon. It's in Yerushalayim, so if somebody forgot to uh, to buy an animal and he wants to bring a carbon, so what can he do? So the guy who's bringing the carbon can leave his cloak with the one selling it. Take his carbon Pesach, and then. After after is over, will make a about what exactly is over? It's unclear exactly what the chiddush of these different illustrations. It seems like the point is anything you need for a of shabbos to the you're allowed to just simply go and borrow and even leave a collateral, but you can't use the words any words like uh, on yontiv. So the Gemara is, is, is the Gemara is going to analyze this, right? We said you can't say the word haleni, you can't say leni. So it's much a different type of word Shalini, which is. Also language is a different word, so a different synonym, that's okay. So the Gemara asks why? What's the difference between these words? I'm like Labai What's the difference between the words? Both of them mean give to me, right? So why is the Mishnah saying you can't say Hodini, but you are allowed to say Ishlini? So I'm So if said his a person doesn't come to write it down. Halvini, but by alini, you might come to write it down. What's the idea? The difference between the two is as follows. Sha'a'l, which is returned, is usually with things which are returned intact. So, so, and usually, hava is something which you're going to use up and repay in a different form. But because of that, because of that slight difference, what it really becomes is that his is something that is short-term. You can get back at any time. Hava is something I'm giving to you to use. It's yours completely, and you're just going to repay me with something else later. So though those, the technical terms aren't so important. The way that they're, they're used are more important. She'ilah now becomes short-term. Hava becomes long-term. So that's what the mission is saying. We don't want somebody to come to write. So if they're going to say sheila, that's okay, you don't have to write, it's very short term, it's not something you're going to forget about, you have to write down, so everything's okay. But if I say lava, which is mashma like a long-term thing, you're going to use and give it back different things later, so a long-term thing is also, because you might come to write it down on shop. So the Gemara doesn't buy this, because we're kind of, you know, splitting hairs here between the synonyms, but bottom line is, during the week, people often use them interchangeably. says the Gemara, Sometimes during the week, a borrower actually means to say the word Haldani, meaning the context is that he's borrowing, he's going to use it up and never pay later. And yet, he, he just usually loses the term Haldani, a little capital the lender's not meaning everybody understands that it could be a long-term loan, even if you didn't use the word perfectly. And, and you might come to write it down. But I mean, the point of the Gemara is very nice. Maybe if you know a dictionary really well, you'll understand these differences. But to the to the common public, sometimes we use the words interchangeably, and since the regular people use the words interchangeably, then practically no Shabbos it shouldn't make a difference whether you say Yishalini or Either way, a person might come to write it down. So the Gemara answers the says, says, He he explained during the week, you're right, the during the week. It's not a big deal. People use them interchangeably. Fine. Everybody writes down. But Bashab is if we're going to legislate a halacha, keep the Shalini to the Shalar it's only okay if I say the word to Shilini. Havini lo and they're not going to be ma'at to say the word So that makes it evident. That makes it different. Now there's a law in halacha that says you can say Shilini, you can't say Oveini. So lots of the mitzah, people won't come to write it down. Meaning, person's going to walk out and say, okay, the rabbis are ma'at, but I'm saying this versus that. It must be that this is what they they're concerned for is the long-term loan, which you, might come to lo- which you might come to write down, and therefore they'll be precise. They use the word ishileini, not hoveni, we won't come to problem during the week. You're right, people speak loosely, and therefore, sometimes they say ishileini when they mean a long-term loan. But on Shabbos, if we're gonna legislate, say ishileini, never say hoveni, so then we'll protect the halacha, no one will come to write down. Okay, so that was one dialogue between Rabbi Rechanan and Rabbi so Now, I got that as a tangent, the Gemara moves on to other things. the Rabbi Rechanan, ammirti. Amra abbanu you're supposed to do a shino if you could so the Gemara is coming off of uh, the mission which is talking about someone who's transporting uh, wine from place to place it's better we say that it's better to carry it in a regular way even though you're allowed to do it because it's it's it's, it's yontif, so you're allowed to transport things um but we still say better to deviate from the from the normal way of carrying. so if so the Gemara had a question so the women the they were filling their buckets with water they go to the river and they fill up the buckets and they bring the water home why don't we make them make a shinoi? The same way we make a shinoi by someone transporting one anyant, they shouldn't carry it in regular ways. So why don't we make such a halacha by people who draw water from the river on Yontif, these women, and carry it back home? We should legislate that there should be some sort of shinoi. So if I answer M'shem we don't really have a good shinoi to, to, to implement. Why? What should they do? The malachat if you're going to say that people who generally draw water with a big bucket, the malachat Zuta. They should do a shinoi and draw with a with a little bucket. To come off should be lucha. Then it's going to make them they're going to have to walk a lot more times. Meaning it's not a good shinoi because now they have to, exert, you're going to they're going to have to exert so much more effort. You're saying that they can't do a big one. They're going to have to make a lot of trips with all the small buckets. So they're going to end up doing a lot more um, work in their carrying. So that's not a good shinoi. The done. If you're going to say that those who draw water with a small bucket. They should use Dafka big bucket, you're making the load carriers heavier, meaning even though you're right, it's going to make less drift, but you're making that they're going to be working harder when they're carrying the big, the big bucket, so that shouldn't be allowed. So, if you're going to say that the shinoi should be that cover it with a kerchief, like cover put a kerchief over the bucket. That should be like a shinoi to show that it's like not like done regularly, which is an interesting type of shinoi. It's not really anything that's so different in the carrying. But the Gemara is suggesting maybe stam the shinoi should be that we should spread a kerchief over the bucket. That's also no good. Then what's going to happen is the kerchief is going to get wet and person might come to do a srita, might come to wring it out. So we don't want to do that. And if you're going to say they should cover the bucket with a lid, which you won't come to ring out. Zimid the Mefzev Sometimes there might be a, some sort of like string or a cord that attaches the lid in the bucket, so it might break, and you might come to tie it. So all your shinunim, the chumrs of, of deviating, are actually going to end up making us problems. People might come to the malacha because of the lo lohesher. We don't have a great solution for how to implement the shinay with, bu- with the carrying of the water from the bucket, so therefore we just say, you know what, let's just um, let them do it regularly. Okay, continues the Gemara with the third exchange. Ramaleh Rabbi Non, we learned in the Mishnah, you're not allowed to clap hands, or beat your chest, or dance around on Yantif. What's the reason why these things are Aser? So we're concerned that they might lead to fixing a musical instrument which is forbidden. In so therefore the Mishnah says, you're not allowed to clap, dance, these things are not Aser. So the Gemara says, so, we see people are always doing these things, but we don't say anything to them, we don't give them Aser. So what's the How come? People violate what it says clearly in the Mishnah and we still don't allow it. So the one says, the time, hey, according to what you're saying, that the Rabbah should be, should be, should protest any wrongdoing. A person's not allowed to sit on the edge of a, a mavoi that's connected to the street, <laughs> between a mavoi and Rishisarab, right? Remember an alleyway is closed on three sides and there's a lechi, uh, with, with the usage of a lechi, the rabbi's allowed a person to carry from the alleyway into the street. So, the halacha is that a person shouldn't sit right in the edge of the alleyway. It's because an object might roll away into the street. It might come to carry it back. So, the Rabbana made such a halacha. You're sitting on the edge, a thing goes into the street, you might carry it back. So, halacha you know, nami, the we still see that women are putting their buckets, and they sit there on the edge of the alley. And we don't say anything to them. So, we see women are violating this halacha. We don't say anything. Allah must be, you know why we don't protest. Not because it's not the halacha, but something else. Hanach Yisrael, you let the Jews do what they do, even if they're doing the wrong thing. Motev, Shub Shub Me'am better that they be violating the halacha shogeg and they shouldn't go to violate it mazid. Meaning to say that if you know a person's not gonna listen, if you say the rebuke, then better not to say the rebuke and let them remain Shogeg, than for you to tell them and for them to become mazid. So that explains why we don't protest the people who are dancing around the Yontiv. the same way we don't protest the women who are sitting by the edge of the Aloe. So, so, you know, so they thought about this. This is all in regard to Issa Darabon and Abu Lo, if we're talking about someone who's violating Issa Daraisa, then you absolutely must protest. And there shouldn't be any hatter whatsoever to look the other way because of the principle of Motiv Shushogin. However, it says the Gemara it's actually not the truth. But Losham Darabon and Daraisa, let's make the difference in Daraisa. In both cases, you do not give Moser to someone who's not going to listen. What's the proof? So, to add on to the Yom Kippur fast, is it Daraisa? We expound from a Pasuk. The Torah says that. And we expound from that, that uh, already starting on the ninth you have to add on to the fast of Yom Kippur. So, even though it's a Daraisa, to add on to the fast of Yom Kippur, you see people eating, drinking right until the darkness. And they're, they're not adding on to Yom Kippur. Lo, lo, media, we don't say anything to them. Must be that's the idea. We don't say anything to them because if we know people aren't going to listen, then it's better to say the Al-Yum Hey, The Gemara continues analyzing the next part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, that a woman can borrow loads of bread from from her friend. It's not forbidden on business on Shabbos. As long as she doesn't say the word Halvini, which implies like, a long-term thing that you might come to write, then there's no problem. So the Gemara makes an inference. With Shabbos, through the Asr, the Mishnah's mashma, that it's Asr, she says the word Halvini, Dafka on Shabbos, because Halvenia is mashma like a long-term thing, and if it's long-term, then it uh, then you might come to write. Abba Bachol is mashma during the week, where there's obviously no concern of writing, shop or dummy. And there's no concern, there's no problem whatsoever with um, with saying halvini. So the Gemara says, Limassi sees <laughs> a local A the Mishnah, is not like hill. It's not. It says in the Mishnah, Vachin hayo hill, Hill used to say, That a woman's never allowed to lend a loaf to her friend, and be expected to, to to get repaid with another loaf of bread. Asher send a They have to make it into dummin. They have to change it into value. In other words, not say not say give me a loaf back for the loaf, but they have to assess how much the, the loaf of bread is worth and, and get it back in terms of in terms of money. Why? grew. Yukru Yukru because we're concerned that the price the price might go up. Let's say the price of wheat become more expensive in River. And then it will come to ribos. I will do ribbus because you took it for a certain price. If you took it for a certain, a certain value and you're getting back the loaf of bread and the loaf of bread is worth more, so then then that's classic ribbus. You're not allowed to do such a thing. Now, it's not ribbus on a derisa level because on a derisa level, something is only ribbis if it's set up, like it's stipulated within the way that you make the loan, it's set up within the loan that the conditions are. You have to pay back more, that's where that's ribos. But this here where you're just lending the loaf of bread, and you're expecting back a, a loaf of bread. So even if it does go up, even if it uh, goes up and you end up receiving something that has more value, it's still not considered to be a problem because under a rise of level because you didn't stipulate it. But Midr-a-banan, Midr-Abanan, is a problem. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. How, are we, when we're talking in general about borrowing loaves of bread here, the Gemara's Mashman, is only a Shabbos issue saying Halveni. Because of the fact that uh, you might come to write, the Gemara is wondering that every, every time during the week, you should never be allowed to borrow a loaf of bread without, and, and expect one loaf of bread back. So the Gemara answers, I hill. You could say we're going like hill. That's normally awesome. How about osse, the kid's dummy. The mission is talking about in a place where there's a set price. So if there's a set price, so there's no, there's no possibility of, of fluctuation, so then it's not a problem because... And then it's not a problem because, because we're not concerned for, for it to fluctuate. It won't become rivets. Ah, oh, whereas case of Hillel, Hillel, who asher is lending the loaves without, without figuring out how much money it's going to be, you can't stop lend a loaf. Hillel was talking about osera, the Asra, the loaf gets dame. Hillel was talking about a place where the loaf of bread did not have a set price. Or since It didn't have a set price. We're concerned that the price will go up. And since, since if the price will go up, we'll have a problem. So therefore, it's awesome. Okay, so now we analyze the next line in the Mishnah. So it says you're lending them. But let's say you don't trust him. So, so if you don't trust him, the lender doesn't trust him. So he can leave collateral. And the Mishnah mentioned the example of a cloak. He can leave collateral. And then he makes a chesron after Shabbos about how much he owes him or not. So the Gemara now gets into a discussion. A loans on Shabbos in general. It maravos, let's say a loan is made on Yantiv Shabbos, Shabbos. Somebody gives a loan. You're allowed to make a loan on Shabbos Yantif, like we've been discussing. Lend somebody whatever it is, whatever items that they need to cover Shabbos. And now, afterwards, after Shabbat Shayyantev, the question is, can you be repaid? You can be repaid, but you can't take it out in court. There's no claim. The court won't get involved. What's the shot? So the Gemara is going to analyze it. We don't want the, we don't, that specifically. We'll see the, we'll the inside of the Gemara. Rabbah, my says, no, you could make a claim in the court. If it's, if it's a loan, he owes you the money. So you could claim it in the court. What's the shot in Rav Yose? If you say, says you can't claim it in court. You can't claim it in court. Because if you say that there is a claim in court, so the lender might come to write. So the whole point is on Chavez, you want people to lend, right? Okay, great. But we always are sensitive to the fact that if somebody writes, then they're doing a malach of kosin. So if Yossi says that, um, that as long as you have no possibility of reclaiming it in court, then you're okay. Then you're okay. You're allowed to write it because then there's no pos- then you're allowed to lend it because there's no possibility it might come to writing but if you say that you can claim it in the court, then you're going to have exact documents and ledgers, so on and so forth. Then, and that's if that were to be the case, then a person would become write. And therefore, on Shabbos, um, it's for, and any Shabbos loans chazal therefore legislated are not claimable in the court. So it's kind of like lend at your own risk. You could lend a Shabbos; they're not to you to lend. But the halakha is that you cannot. The is that you cannot um, claim it in the court at a later point says the Gemara. Rava says no. That doesn't make any sense. Of course, says Of course, you'd be you have the ability to claim it later in court. The because if it's not reclaimable, Lo What kind of lender is going to give Is going to give anything? Why would he give anything if um, if 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 he's not going to be able to get his money back? Aselem Nume and then that the whole purpose because we want people to be borrowing. Why do we want people to be borrowing? Al So if we're going to say that 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 you're not going to be able to get it back in court, then nobody's going to want to lend in the first place. So therefore, we have to say that uh, we have to say that you could get it back in the court. So the Gemara tries to bring a riot from the Mishnah. Tanah, we said in the Mishnah, If the lender is entrusting him, so the borrower can leave some collateral, he leaves the cloak with him as collateral. So, yeah, it's good if you say that a it cannot be reclaimed in court. That's why the borrower can leave his cloak with him. LA, yeah, I mean, about if you can get it back in court, um, I'm then why is he leaving his cloak with him? He's just giving whatever he needs without taking, without taking any collateral. Let's get it back in court. Meaning the are trying to say, why do we see in our Mishnah this whole point of, of, of taking collateral? So Bishlam, if you say, because it can't be reclaimed in court, then everything makes sense. Because it can't be reclaimed in court, that's why it becomes so important that you have the ability to take collateral because hey, or else he has no trust. So now it makes sense why the mission is talking about collateral, specifically because it can't be reclaimed in court. But if you're saying that it's true, that it, right, like Rob, that it could be reclaimed in court, then we don't understand the purpose of collateral here. Why are we talking about collateral? Why can't you just get it back in court? He should lend him freely. So the like Mar says, Amar, the lender says, "Lobina, Lovina, Medina, Yes, I could go to court, but I don't want to be busy with court. Going to court stinks. So since going to court is very annoying, so I'd rather just... And make sure I have the security of the collateral in front of me. So the Gomar is answering is so that you can't prove from the fact that you're taking collateral that it means it can't be claimed in the court. Maybe it could be claimed in the court, but still he's not comfortable with that. He'd rather avoid the court system and uh, just 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 have the security himself. Another Kowsha says, Gamma Masravid and It says in the Mishnah, is a part of the someone who slaughters a cow and he's divvying it up, they're dividing it between friends on Rosh Hashanah. So we're talking about after the Shemitah. So the halacha is. That the, right, right on Rosh Hashanah after the Shemitah year, what happens? All debts get canceled. So if if they they they're shechting the cow and now they're making portions and, and every 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 partner in this animal is getting a part of the meat. So now they have to become obligated to sell. They're becoming obligated to pay to pay for what they get. So the the debt is being incurred on Rosh Hashanah. So what's the halacha? Is that going to get canceled or not? Right on Rosh Hashanah is actually when debts get canceled generally. So after the Shemitah year. So if they if they if the debt is incurred on Rosh Hashanah itself, does the debt get canceled? Does the debt get canceled? So we say it's false. If the month of Elul was full, it was thirty days. So it turns out that the day, the day, the, the day of Rosh Hashanah was actually the thirtieth day of Elul. So it cancels their debt. Um, right? That's what always what it means. Rosh Chodesh can either be on day 30, and that would mean it's the first of the next month, the previous month and only 29 days, or if the moon is not spotted, witnesses don't come, then there'll be 30 days to Elo, and, and Rosh Hashanah will be the next day. So if it ends up that it's a two-day that, that two Rosh Hashanah, quote-unquote, meaning that it's a full month of Elo, is 30 days, so it's not Rosh Hashanah, so then it will get canceled because the debt was incurred before Rosh Hashanah came. but if Today actually is Rosh Hashanah. It is only 29 days. Let's say there was a sighting in the new moon, and they established that it's Rosh Chodesh today. So then, Einu Hashami Shemitah does not cancel the debt because the debt was incurred after Rosh Hashanah already began. So now the Gemara is a kasha. We're hocking around here in the mission of whether or not the, the, the debt is incurred when, 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 the, when the cow is slaughtered on Rosh Hashanah itself. With the whole issue being whether it's before or after this man that it becomes Meshomet. But wait a second. If, anyways, any loan that is incurred on Yantif, you can never claim on the court. My Meshomet, what are we talking about here? It does cancel the debt, it doesn't cancel the debt. Anyways, any loan that is made on Yantif, is not allowed to be claimed in the court. So that regardless, even if you say it's not Mashamid or it is Mashamid, either way, there's not going to be any debt that can go to the court system. So what, why is the of talking about whether it's Mashamid? So the Gemara answer is Shani Hassan. It's different here. Most of the whole, because once it becomes a two-day two Rosh Hashanah, meaning no witnesses come, and it's revealed retroactively that today is not the first of, of Tishrei, but rather it's the 30th of Elul, then it's actually retroactively viewed as not being Yontif. So in the moment we thought it was yantif, but it doesn't have this halacha of halvaas yantif, where we say that halvaas yantif is exempt from, from from being can't go through the court system because it's retroactively the thirtieth day of El, so it's retroactively not Rosh Hashanah at all. But in the if there would be a real debt that was incurred on yantif itself, then the halacha would be, then the would be that it cannot it cannot go through the court system to get it back says the Gemara Tashmah, let's go from the end of that mission. We said in Lava Inu mishamed. If the Ella wasn't full, so it was part of it was after Shemitah, it says Inu It doesn't cancel it. So from there it's a it doesn't cancel it. So if you say that it's reclaimable on the court, how do you turn Eno That's the language Shemitah doesn't cancel. It's totally it's totally claimable. LAE, Italy, but if you say that the loan is not reclaimable in court because it was made on Yontef, what do you mean Shemitah doesn't cancel? In what respect is it not canceling it? Even if you say that the money is, isn't canceled from Shemitah, but Yantif should cancel it. And here you can't wiggle out of it and say it was whole because we're saying that when, when, when it was happened after Rosh Hashanah already began, right? That's the whole point, Why right? It's not Mishamit. It's not Mishamit there. And still, and, 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 and still we're saying, Eno and therefore it's claimable on the court. But the kasha is, what do you mean? It's Alvaz Yantaf. Al-Va is not claimable on the court. So the great answer is as follows. The yavle Shako. Of course you can't go through the court. Ainu Mishamit means you're allowed to take the money. That's the point. And the point is, are you allowed to accept it? So we're saying Eno It doesn't cancel it. Now you can't go through the court system because it was Alvaz Al-Va but, but the nafgimina you know that it's enumashamed is that if he does offer you the money, like he should, because he really owes you the money, then you're allowed to take it. So the Gemara says, Mklau, if that's what it means, it doesn't mean you're going through the court. It just means you're allowed to accept the money. McLeod the ratio, we can infer that in the ratio, in the case where the debt is canceled by Shemitah. Shakal, it's mashma. If the debt is canceled by Shemitah, you're not allowed to take it. And the Gemara is like surprised by that. Is that true? If somebody owes you money, then Shemitah comes. And it, so to speak, cancels the loan. Fine, so I, don't, I have no claim on the guy. I can't take it out in court. But does that, mean, does that mean that if he comes and offers me the money back, I'm not allowed to take it? So the Gemara explains, no, in the ratio where Shemitah canceled it, he first has to say, he has to say, that's the halacha. You have to state, you have, when the person comes to pay you back, you can't just accept it readily. The halacha is you have to say, no, I'm observing the laws of Shemitah where I'm canceling the, 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 the debts. But Seifa, name, Shaman, and if it's a Seifa where it's not canceled by Shemitah, just it's Havaz Yantif. Yantif, even though it's not reclaimable in the court, but if he comes over to you and he wants to give it to you, 100%, you can readily accept it. So the Gemara is therefore clarifying some of the issues. Yes, there might be, might be true, like we're saying, that Havaz um is not reclaimable in the court, but definitely if he comes and offers it to you, you're allowed to take it readily, and very happily. No hesitation whatsoever. In Shemitah, the halacha is, in Shemitah cancels the debt, there's a din that the, when, when, if the borrower wants to pay back and comes to the lender, the lender can't just accept it readily. He has to say, and that's going to be ultimately the contrast between the ratio and the Seifa, whether or not the lender is going to say or not. Where do we see this din that the creditor is supposed to say because it's not. We learned in a Mishnah, she is someone who repays the debt of Shemitah, the creditor is supposed to say but if the debtor says, the, 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 the lova is saying, uh, nonetheless, you know, very nice. You're observing the laws of shmita. Very nice. You're being off from. But lamisa I feel like I owe you money, which is the truth, right? I, I borrowed money from you. So even if technically I have a loop how to not pay you, but I want to pay you. So you see, if he says that, hey, at that point, the creditor could accept it. He already said, he could keep it. We learn this from the word dvar. Divar means like the word, literally the matter, but dvar also means the word. So we learn up from here that, 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 that there's a din in Shemitah that you have to talk. You have to say, you have to say, that's the halakha that we are focusing on. Okay, says the Gemara, now we're going back to the loans of Yantif, where we just had opinions that the, it, can, it cannot be reclaimed in the court because it's, it's, cance- it, it's it, at any hulva made on Yontif, the rabbi said can't be reclaimed on court because if it would be, a person might come to write. So rabbi would take collateral in order to make sure to protect himself because he couldn't claim through the court. And rabbi he would trick, he would trick the lender. How would he trick the lender? It seems like he would say, he would say to the, to the borrower, he would say afterwards, he'd say, you know what, can you lend me something? And once he borrowed the thing from him, then he would just keep it and be like, hey, actually, I'm just keeping this. And there's no way there's no way for the lender to stop him because technically again technically he owes him the money just the whole idea is that you can't go through the court system. It's Not like shemitah where the debt is totally canceled. He just can't through the court he can't go through the court system to get it back. So he would be able to do this trickery in order to get the uh, in order to get it to get to get his money. Okay. Then we go back to the mission. Give another example. The Ching of his era Pesach. Everybody needs carbonos. So so your person didn't have a carbon, he didn't have an animal. So he wants to buy an animal on Pesach. So what's the din that um, he can leave collateral, he can leave his cloak with the with the seller, take the carbon pasach, and then make a cheshbin after after makdish, Now we get into like a new a new it doesn't it's not directly related, but we'll figure out why we're talking about this. A person's allowed to make a hektish on Chavez. And the issue here is that normally it's a, there's a dindarabana, and then person shouldn't even be consecrating things on Shabbos, you are know, not making them hectish. it's going to come to like, um, to, to writing, it's like almost like a business transaction. So normally we say you're not supposed to do that, but Rabbi is saying that a person is allowed to be maktish, carbon Pesach on Shabbos. There's no prohibition for that. Why? Because it's an important need, so the restriction of chazal in general about hektish does not apply to this, as Zubmar will clarify. So the Talmud says we can bring a proof to this from the Mishnah. Let's bring a proof from this from the Mishnah. To it says if our Pesach is Shabbos and and you want to buy an animal for the garban, and you 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 can leave the cloak. With the seller for collateral, Pisco, he takes the carbon pesach, but and then they make a cheshbon about how much he owes, whatever it is after yantif. So our mishnah is mad or someone to be machdis the carbon pesach, right? Lachari, that's the case. What's the case? The case is that you're borrowing, you're buying the animal now, and when you're buying the animal now, it must be that you're being machdis it now, or else you right. The whole point is that you need a carbon pesach, so you're buying it now and being machdis it. So we clearly see that there's no restriction against making a hectish. On Yantif or Shabbos, the Gemara answers: How come I skin? But a pistol to make carbon make We're dealing with someone who's just getting yourself onto someone else's carbon. Remember that the halacha is that you don't have to bring your own carbon pesach; you can bring a carbon pesach together with other people. So the, the carbon was already hooked at. No one had to consecrate the animal. The question is just who, in monetary law, who is part of, who is an owner, who's a partner in the animal. So all you're doing now, you're not, you're not buying it and then being machmir. What's going on is that you're you're getting yourself in a share. You're getting yourself a share in the in the carbon that already exists. So we don't have a proof from our Mishnah that you're allowed to be makdish a carbon on So the Gemara says, okay. So now we go back to the etz din. Um, we learned in the Mishnah if you're not allowed to be enrolled in a group to buy an animal on what are we talking about? So usually, right, if you have a Shaykhid, he's not selling. He's not. He's not selling an animal. To one, to one person. If a person's going to buy a whole, all the meat of the animal. Think about it. You might they didn't have refrigeration, freezers, so it might, might spoil. So the way they would do it is they would wait for like a group of people to gather. When a group of people gather enough people to, 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 to buy all the meat, then they would do it. So you, is you can't enroll in a group to get shekhtan on yontif. What's the reason? Because it's going to come to, it's like business on yontif. So you're not allowed to do such a thing. So what's the Mars kasha? So how are you allowed to do it here? right? How can we be talking about here in the Mishnah, that there's a, you're not buying your own, but rather we're talking about somebody you're saying that, that, that you're like, there was already, already was a carbon and you're getting into their group. I thought you're not allowed to do such a thing. You can't enroll everybody together in a group on Yontif. That's business. So the answer, are shining. Our case is different. Keeping the Ruggles, so We're talking about a case where every year we do the carbon based out together. It's like tradition. These family, you know, families get together every single year and do it. Happens to me that this year they hadn't made the technicality of, of the purchase before, before Shabbos. But since he's rugged slow, they're always. It's a normal thing that they always go together. So may dami. So it's considered as if he was already enrolled before Shava. So there's no issue of business because they knew he was going to ask them. So they already really had given him a share. So it's it, it it's not it, it's not really a sale that's really taking place now, and therefore it's not a problem. But generally, yes, the halakha is that if you know random people are coming together in the market and they want to. They want to buy an animal. Team up together and buy an animal. Then they're not supposed to do that on Shabbos or on, on Yantif because that is against zera of doing business. Okay, so so again, so we're so 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 we've been trying to talk about a case in our Mishnah uh, together with um, with again we've had a machlokas. Well, where Yochanan says you could be machdis to Pesach on Shabbos and Yantif. and we're trying to talk about further whether or not this is true. So the Gemara says, Atani Raboshia, Raboshia said." It says in this bride, that a person goes on Shabbos to a shepherd that he always, you know, sells him animals. He gives him the lamb for the Pasach and the, then he's mocked the shit and he leaves. So here it says black on white in this bride so that after he gets the animal, he's mocked the shit. This clearly says you're allowed to consecrate the animals, Pasach, on Shabbos. So this is exactly like Rabbi Yochanan said and it's against what the Gemara's question is. In other words, the Gemara was trying to make an argument. The Gemara was trying to deflect the proof from the mission to Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara was trying to make the argument that it could be that really you can't be makdash a carbon like not like Rabbi Yochanan. And the mission was talking about other things. that was already used a carbon, but from this brayzer, so there's no way to budge. In this said, so clearly, clearly, we see um, that a person is getting the animal and being makdash on Chavez. So clearly, it's okay to be makdash carbon. So the Gemara says, no, the same thing. Also, I'm keeping the rug slow since the shepherd knows this guy. He always comes to him for his carbon pass mactish so, so the shepherd already had been Mactish that lamb from before Shabbos, so there's no hectish that's taking place on Shabbos. So the Mar says, Well Mactish but the brysa says he's being Mactish, right? The brysa says that the guy who's buying it is being Mactish the animal. So the Mar says Hektish It just means like a rabonan type of hectish that are on top of something that's already hectish. Meaning of course he was already hooked It was hooked by the shepherd. But what we're just saying is that Midirabonan that we require, the, the, that since you really only got got it now, today, so don't rely on the fact that someone was maktish before you, you should technically, you know, state that it's kaddish. But you're not really doing the real maizah nice hektish. It's more of a formality that the rabbis just wanted you to say it, on, to say that it's hektish, even though it was already um, hectish before Yontif and Javis, because the shepherd had already done it on your behalf. Okay, so we end up that either way, we don't really have, we've defended both views. We have we have a view that you're a lot of maktish on, on Shabbos and Yontif. We have a view that you can't be mocked on Shabbos and Yontif. There's no one that's not necessarily proof from our Mishnah and everything's good. So now the Gemara just says, we have a contradiction about where Rabbi Chonon holds. Rabbi Chonon really say this, that a person is allowed to consecrate um, a carb on Shabbos and Yontif. Rabbi Chonon says, it's not Mishnah. It's not. We learned in the Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah. You're not allowed to make hektish, You can't make yirachin. You can't make haramim. Lo may be insurance <inaudible> of You can't insurance of ma'aseh. It's on the is true and on and So this is a stam mission, which says clearly you can't be machdis and yontif. So how could Rabbi Yerichon say that the is that you could if there's a stam mishnah that says you can't be Makdish. and don't tell me it's machlokes because Rabbi Yerichon always says so Allah is stam mishnah. So if halachleik is stam mishnah, we have no way of getting out of the question. So Gemara says Lokasha. Really, there's no question. Kavu bechov is lemisman. Rabbi Yerichon is talking about. When you're allowed to be mocked, shit. He was Dafka talking about a carbon that has a set time, like a carbon paystock. He was set time. You can't. You can't you can't do it at a later point. You got to do it today. You got to do it today. That's your doubt. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan was Mikkel says you can be shit today. The rabbis didn't impose their restriction to be machdashir carbon that's necessary to be brought right now. Khan, but the Mishnah which says that it's also a is talking about chobos that do not have necessarily a fixed time. So since it doesn't necessarily have a fixed time that has to be brought right now. So that's why the rabbis were macher and they said that hackdash is also so. In conclusion, for sure, if it's not necessary to be machdashir today, there's no question that that's also that's a Mishnah. If it does have to become um today, like the Karm Petzach, it's very important. Then we have a machlokas on our hands whether or not you're allowed to do it. And we're saying that there's no proof at all from the mission or the brides to this question. It remains a machlokas uh, between the various Amoram.